So m- I have a 10-year-old son, and he plays basketball with one of the Montgomery County rec leagues. Probably many of your kids or um, you've known kids that do that. And it's not highly competitive. Um, it's supposed to be fun for the kids. But when I enter that gymnasium and the game starts, I start yelling, rebound, get that rebound, shoot it, no, no, get, shoot it, turn around, shoot, shoot, shoot. I'm yelling. I lose focus on what's important. I lose focus on what I should be doing in terms of supporting and encouraging more properly the kids. Sometimes when I'm shouting, I even am shouting things that go against what the coach wants to have happen. I I need to refocus and see the bigger picture that I lose sight of. The bigger picture that is beyond what I want to have happen. Here in Isaiah chapter 58, he begins by telling about the sin and rebellion of God's people. It's a call for us to consider our sin, our self-focus, our losing sight of the bigger picture to focus on ourselves. Lent is a time when we're called to focus on our need for God and the grace he brings into the midst of our sinfulness, into the midst of our loss of focus. Often Lent's thought of pretty much as this time to fast. But we recognize our sinfulness and address it not just by depriving ourselves of something. I mean, fast, fasting, what it, the real purpose is, is to draw us closer to God, to help us see more clearly what he desires from us. Isaiah talks about the people of Israel saying they delight to know my ways and they delight to draw near to God, but it's in service to their own interests. We truly draw near to God when we have confessed all that we've kept hidden from God, when we've confessed our sin, when we realize our self-focus, then we delight in his ways and we live for him. Isaiah 58 verse 3 shows us that there's a connection between our devotion to God and our actions. We can't just speak do some kind of fast, be devoted to God without living out our life in a way that shows we're focused on God. God doesn't just seek this kind of fast where it's uh, us preparing for Easter by adding a little inconvenience to our lives for six weeks. True fasting, Isaiah says, is to loose the bonds of injustice to let the oppressed go free, to share bread with the hungry, to bring the homeless poor into your house, to give them clothes, to be in relationship with people in your family, maybe even when you'd rather avoid them. There's a challenge here to respond to God's forgiveness 
of our sins with real devotion. Our fast this Lent should be accompanied by prayer for personal spiritual growth in one of these areas. Our fast is one of taking action. We can choose to give clothes or food to someone in need. We can choose to make a special effort to repair or grow our relationship with someone in our family. We can help someone who's weighed down by grief, by an unfair situation, just by their experience of life. This true fasting is focused on meeting the needs of others, not just our own needs. And out of this fast, light breaks forth like the dawn. God brings us new healing, but that healing for our sins springs up as we help others. When we recognize our sins, when we're open to serving God, before ourselves, he will use us. He will meet our needs. We will know forgiveness. God's glory is evident among all of us, and it's no longer held at arm's length by religious observance apart from faithful action. This kind of fast that focuses us on God and others before ourselves isn't just a Lenten fast. Isaiah repeats to show how much emphasis there is on this. He says, remove the places of oppression from among you. No finger pointing or speaking evil of others. Talking about the congregation. He says, offer food to the hungry. Meet the needs of the afflicted. This fast involves caring for others within the church. It means spending self and money to meet the needs of the whole church and of other people. With this kind of fast, we do deprive ourselves, but we deprive ourselves of the priority we give to our own needs. When we fast, we see more clearly the salvation Jesus brings. He's come to meet our needs through his all-encompassing salvation, which includes hope, dignity, freedom, healing, and a new future. A true fast opens ourselves up anew to this salvation, but it also helps to open others to share in this salvation. And that's when the light will be like the noonday. The Lord will guide continually, satisfy our needs, strengthen us, and make us beautiful. And as our true fast becomes lasting change, we shall raise up the foundation of many generations. We will be repairers and restorers. As we take some time in silent prayer, and reflection, I want you to consider what fast you will choose this Lent. We'll end the time of silence as I begin to lead us in the Lord's Prayer. What fast will you choose this Lent? Let us pray.